Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Monday of the first week of Advent, November the 28th. Our reading this morning is provided by the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 8, verses 5 through 11. Matthew, chapter 8, verses 5 through 11. And uh, this particular episode, early on in the public ministry of Jesus, uh, is one that's familiar to us, hopefully not too familiar, and uh, yet there are elements in it that bear reflection, especially in this holy season of Advent, as we move ever closer to the holy city of Bethlehem for the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in communion with the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph. And in this particular episode, Jesus uh, enters Capernaum, and a centurion approaches him with this request. Now, a centurion, of course, is a Roman soldier, and uh, very hard, battle-driven. He's part of the occupation force inside of Jerusalem and Capernaum and the surrounding area. Greatly, uh, well, hated by the local population, as you can imagine. All occupying forces are. We need only look at the newspaper of today to see how, how much that is uh, detested. Uh, when an invasion takes place and an occupation. And this centurion, who is uh, a pagan, uh, he's not a follower of Christ, uh, he approaches Jesus and he says, Sir, my serving boy is at home, in bed, paralyzed, suffering painfully. That's what he says. Notice he doesn't, he doesn't ask Jesus for anything. It's a request, but he doesn't really come out and say it. He simply describes the condition of the boy. And one is led to believe, of course, that uh, he wants Jesus to come and uh, heal him. And Jesus says, following that, I will come and cure him. Notice, Jesus is not caught up in, well, what is this centurion, this pagan, coming to me for? Let him, let him go to Caesar. Let him go to uh, some of their own uh, doctors who are very ineffective. Uh, some of their own uh, uh, elements in their society. Uh, why should I do anything for this particular uh, person, especially since he's probably an oppressor, an occupier, and some that uh, the Jewish people hate. Jesus doesn't get into all that. He doesn't get weighed down in all of the side distractions and sideshows. He simply says, I will come and cure him. The centurion then says, I am not worthy to have you under my roof. Just give an order and my boy will get better. That's uh, an amazing statement, isn't it? 
I am not worthy to have you under my roof. Now imagine that. Here's a Roman centurion, an occupier, uh, one sent there to enforce the uh, dictates of Caesar and the Roman Empire and to be very harsh in putting down any kind of opposition, of which there was plenty. But he says, I am not worthy to come under your roof. Have you come under my roof? Uh, That man, Centurion, senses at some level that Jesus is no ordinary human being. He's not just another preacher. He's not just another guy going around claiming to be from God and curing and all of those kinds of things that have been in abundance there. Doesn't claim any of that. Uh, And then he goes on and he gives a uh, magnificent uh, presentation. He says, uh, I am a man under authority myself. And I have troops assigned to me. If I give one man an order dismissed, he goes. If I say to another, come here, he comes. To my slave, do this, and he does it. Jesus showed amazement. Now there's Jesus. An amazement. At the faith. The trust. In this pagan And he says, I assure you, I have never found this much faith in Israel. Wow. Boy, that's a a hard statement, isn't it? I've never found this much faith in Israel. This man, most unlikely kind, he puts his faith and trust in in the ability of Jesus to simply heal by his word. He doesn't need to go to the house. He doesn't need to examine the boy. He doesn't need to do any of those things. He can simply say it. And Jesus is amazed. And Jesus finally ends by saying, many will come from the east and the west and will find a place at the banquet in the kingdom of God with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In other words, God's kingdom is not for a select few. It's universal. It's open to all, especially those who strike us as the least likely, the least likely to uh, show such great faith. Therefore, it it really teaches us that we're not in a position to judge who enters God's kingdom and who doesn't. We're not in a position to judge who's worthy and who's not worthy. Um, That's up to the Lord, and that's up to that person and their relationship with God. We may find ourselves at this beginning of the Advent season and say, well, I haven't done too well. I don't don't go to church. Uh, I've lived a kind of uh, loose life, shall we say. And um, I really don't think church is a place for me. After all, God wouldn't hear my prayer. God would wonder, why, why are you here now? 
And the story of the centurion reminds us that we ought not to have that attitude towards others or towards ourselves. As we begin on this, this Monday of the first week of Advent, we can begin our journey to Bethlehem with Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. There's no entrance test other than we open our whole being to God. There are no requirements of virtue and goodness, of uh, all of the things we associate with religiosity. It is the opening of our whole self to Almighty God, especially in this holy season. So let us today on this Monday, this, this first weekday of this holy season of Advent, let us follow the example of the centurion and open our whole being and beseech the Lord to come and heal us, to heal us of our sins, to heal us of all that separates us from God, from all that has broken relationships with others, perhaps even in our own family. For all of those instances in which our lives have taken a turn that we wish they hadn't. It is a time of healing, a time of hope, for Jesus being born in a crib in Bethlehem is also our grace time to be reborn, to be refashioned, and not simply to live the same old ways. So on this day as we begin, let us, in our beginning Advent journey, walk with the Blessed Mother, St. Joseph and Jesus, to the Holy City, and surrender in faith and trust that the Lord will heal us in the very center of our being. Amen.